Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. The draft is the tallest animal. Welcome to the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack, y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Fact Off. It's the Fact Off. Yeah, it's the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off. I'm your host, Alex. Uh, this is a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random and obscure fact, and you, the listener, decide who is the winner. And it's with me, as always, is Mike. Hey, what's up, Alex? Hey, how's it going? How's life? What? I'm not ready for these types of questions. Introduce the other guy. And Pat. What's happening? Okay, back to Mike. So how is life, Mike? Uh, I got bit in the crotch by a pit bull, but besides that, I'm great. You, have, you have, must elaborate. <laughs> is that fake or n- no, no? It's a, it's a true it's a true story. But it luckily it only got like the side uh, area. Didn't actually get any of the true meat of the thing. <laughs> Wait, so the what, one what happened? <laughs> go go. What happened? <laughs> I took my dog to the dog park and I uh, um, we were playing frisbee toss. I was tossing yeah. the frisbee into the water. He was out going out swimming, getting it. Is a lot of fun. We're all. Had big smiles on her face. Uh, I, Your dog has a good smile. Yeah, exactly. I bend over to grab the frisbee off the ground, and I didn't see a, a pit bull running up to grab the frisbee at the same time as me. He grabbed the frisbee, my leg, my upper leg, and my shirt and my pants all in one gigantic mouth-clenching thing. Wow. Damn. You Okay. Yeah, luckily uh, it didn't break break the skin. Uh, just yeah. left like a gigantic bruise. It just that, ripped it completely uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's holes in my pants, and uh, it didn't favorite... it didn't b- bust through the skin. What are your favorite pair of pants? Uh, no, I, I still wear them just because I I want to remember the trauma that I went through. It was it was painful, and the lady wouldn't wouldn't apologize at the dog park. She was just like, "You shouldn't have been playing with the frisbee at the dog park." So did was it like in the the movies where you spun around and then a dog was spinning around, <laughs> <laughs> clamped on the crotch? No, I just it wouldn't release. It ended up ripping my shirt basically um, to get get off. Like it just wouldn't release at all. I feel I like you stuck the dog bit your crotch and just couldn't get off. <laughs> exactly. My wife was like freaking out. She's like, "Somebody come get your dog!" It's my finally... favorite part of Mike. <laughs> was the lady like buy a dog or is she just not paying attention? I don't. I, I think she just wasn't paying attention. She finally came over. Luckily, the dog was not like clamped on there anymore. It was just kind of like clamped onto my shirt and the frisbee. And I was like, basically just waiting for it to let go. Um, I was about to rip my shirt off, but then the dog just ripped like a huge hole in the bottom of my shirt. So I'm like, oh jeez. Well, this is a good lesson. Every other day you go to the dog park, you wear those crotchless panties. And then this was the one day you actually wore your real underwear. So, you know, message to everyone out there. <laughs> that is true. That, that, that's exactly what I wear to the dog park. Exactly. Uh, on point. Um, Assless chaps, crotchless panties. But yeah, that bruise, it that happened two and a half weeks ago, and it's just now healing oh. up. Like, I had a gigantic bruise right there on the side of my leg. We had a neighbor two doors down that had oh, pickles. Yeah. And he treated them like crap, and these dogs oh, he were was- scary. Yeah, he would beat him all the time, and oh, yeah. he was a mean dude. But one day they did attack him. They did bite him in the crotch. 
And they did send them to the hospital. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. I mean, good for the dogs. Yeah, luckily I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that. So, all right. Enough distraction. Um, But in better news, Mike, you won last week. Oh, okay. That's that's a good, uh, you know, that makes up for everything. Yep. All the pain I've been through that makes up for it all. And I got a fact for you guys, my victory fact, to lord it over you guys. Did you know that one gram of toxin from like a poisonous golden dart frog is enough to kill 100,000 people? Really? What? I don't know if I believe this fact, honestly. <laughs> it doesn't make logical, <laughs> it doesn't make logical one, sense. You said one gram? Yeah, one gram. Okay. So I need 100,000 darts and I just poke them all with it and then I throw them at people? Yeah, I don't know how they could prove this. <laughs> Volunteers. That's true. Maybe they did. Maybe this is a secret volunteer thing that happened that we didn't know about it. And somewhere there's a pile of a hundred thousand dead bodies. Yeah, are people sharing the darts? They say you're not supposed to because you don't want to get like a disease or something like other outside of the toxin. I wonder if they figured out like the minimum amount of the poison it would take to kill you, and this amplified that up to a gram. Yeah, that's most likely what it is. It must be a very small amount of this toxin that could kill you. I still can't get over this lady blamed you for her dog biting you. <laughs> I, yeah, I got tired. She's like, I got tired of trying to prove my case on this one. So I'm like, instead of flashing this lady, I'm just going to look at this. this. Look yeah. at my penis. He's <laughs> like, you don't see any other dogs biting people. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine with the frisbee. Everybody else just kind of was like looking the other way at the dog park. Nobody wanted to be any part of this. So I'm like, I'm not making any more scene. Uh, I'm, I'm just out of here. Your dog didn't like defend you? No, my dog's just running around like having a good old time yeah. while I was like screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Sorry for laughing at that part. <laughs> but you know, this is perfect time for Pat's fun, fast, fact, spectacular, fun time, fun. Time. Yeah, it's the fact off spectacular. <laughs> Well, we're going to stop talking about dogs biting our crotches and talk about more lighthearted things like this random fact calendar starting us First off fact, today. Uh, five men a year get bit in the crotch by the dog. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Pennsylvania is misspelled on the Liberty Bell? Really? Yeah. I, now I have to go visit and see if it's spelled correctly. And I realize I don't know how to spell Pennsylvania. There's a P, an E, and an N. Yes. Uh, also, fact number two, two billion people on Earth eat insects as part of their regular diet. Okay. How many grams of toxin would it take <laughs> to kill them? One. That's oh, wait, true. no. Two billion divided by 100,000. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I'll save Alex's favorite fact of the week. I'll save for the last one. All right. Uh, number three, at least one of the colors of the Olympic flag appears on all national flags. Okay. I thought that was kind of fun. That's exciting. This one I thought was the most interesting. I'm throwing my hat into the most interesting fact of the week. Pez candy was invented to help people quit smoking cigarettes. I think I knew that. I did not. It kind of makes sense because it's kind of a fidgety thing. You fidget with it yeah. and it's a... Small little bites of sugar, so you can fit like eat a lot of sugar over the day. I don't know, makes sense a little bit. Yeah, and people who smoke cigarettes love like little miniature Captain America <laughs> heads and Garfield. I don't know if it actually started with that many different Pez 
It would have had to have had something, right? What was the first Pez? Was like a box? <sighs> this is the part of the factacular where I remind you there are no follow-up facts. <laughs> there should be a picture printed on that card with the original Pez. You know what? Next week, give us the history of the Pez. Was it like a Marlboro man? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a horse, he's riding a Pez dispenser. <laughs> and then finally, this one's for Alex. The most common gift on Father's Day is a necktie. Really? How stupid I, do people actually do that anymore since nobody really wears ne- neckties at work besides Alex? No, no, I didn't get a necktie. You did or you didn't? You did. I didn't. You got a picture of one. Did I? I thought, yeah, I thought your son made you one. No, it was a rocket ship. Ah, uh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I was thinking more like a grill or something like that, but. There are more expensive That's why you got your dad. Dude, that said to me everybody got their dad a grill. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I took my dad to see a movie. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Was it Top Gun? It was not. It was the Bob's Burgers movies. Wow. Was how was it? It was good. If you like right. Bob's Burgers, onto like onto it. more things. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna turn turn into a uh, movie review podcast just because Mike wants to talk about Top Gun every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna take my dad to go see Top Gun, and almost every theater in the area was sold out for Top. Gun, I already so. took your dad to see Top Gun. He just didn't want to tell you. <laughs> Oh, God, thanks. He was like, oh, they're all sold out, Mike. I called them all. <laughs> yeah, everyone is sold out. They can't find All right. There you go. Those were the five facts. What's the worst fact, Alex? Uh, what was the one, the second one? The two billion people eat bugs. Yeah, that one was lame. I guess Mike. mine was neckties just because it's a lame gift and a lame fact. Sorry, Mike, you had best fact of the week, so the best fact of the week is neckties for dads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, side note, since Mike won, one of us did not get any votes, so he is the slack-off or jerk-off of the week. Jack-off. Not jer- it's, it rhymes. It's jack-off. <laughs> the fact-off jack-off, not jerk-off. I always get confused. So it's jack-off. It's the fact-off fact asshole of the week. <laughs> That's always me. Um, Mike, but you won. You get to pick the order. Okay, I will pick the order for this one. Uh, <laughs> Pat, are you ready to go? I, I just said that. I'm always ready. <laughs> Mike, uh, you get to pick the order. Okay, so I will pick the order for this one. Now, traditionally, we don't put these out the exact same day that we record them, but today is the first day of summer, <gasps> the summer solstice. Happy yep. summer, everyone. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And did you know, this is a side fact. I'm starting with a side fact. That the summer solstice is the longest day of the year. Yeah, it's like spending a whole day with Pat. So yeah. long and boring. Only for like half the earth. The other half, it's the shortest day of the year. Yeah. But this leads into my fact. Because you know who hates days? Me. Vampires. Ah, That's right. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I tied it into the summer solstice. So, my fact is about the vampire capital of America. Any guesses as to where it is? Vampire capital of America. I want to say somewhere in a... I want to say Alaska. Mike, any guesses? No. No. Not really. (laughs) Nope. So, the answer is Rhode Island. The Alaska of (laughs) the Connecting 48 states. It's the opposite, right? Right. So, the whole state's a capital? Yeah, the uh, Rhode Island is the cap- vampire capital of America. I don't think that's how capitals work. Usually it's like a city. 
I, I didn't realize that. Bert yeah, but like if you're doing like the whole like Mike had no issue country. with the vampire part of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you would say like Yeah, I guess the burger capital of the world is United States of America. Okay, there we go. Yeah. There you go. Like All if right. you were like zooming it out further, you We're not doing okay. <laughs> Did you know that back in the eighteen hundreds there was not WebMD? Yeah. yeah, because that's a website. <laughs> that is, it is a website. It's a website. So, unfortunately, in the 1800s, they didn't have WebMD. And in Thanks 18... for clearing that up, Pat. <laughs> and that's my fact for the week. In 1883, in the town of Exeter, Rhode Island, the Brown family was consumed by an unknown illness <gasps> known as consumption. Because they were eating everything? No, you know what consumption is? What they used to... What? Tuberculosis. Oh, okay. But they didn't know what it was, and uh, but a lot of the what happens to your body, you know, you start looking frail and like you're. So yeah, it's thought, basically like your body is consuming itself. I believe that's why yeah. they call it consumption. And they didn't even know what it was back then. Um, so first, Mary Brown, the mother of the family, she died. Six months later, her daughter Mary Olive Brown also died. A few years later, and these are mysterious deaths. No one knows how they, they have this illness. They don't know what it is. They're confused. A few years later, another daughter, Mercy Brown, Mary's sister, had come down with the illness and died. And then the brother, so I, Edwin, was getting sicker and sicker. Now, this is where they draw the line. Th- real quick, three women died. They're like, okay, that's fine. Finally, one of the men in the family is getting sick, and they're like, oh, something's going on. Is this the plot to Murphy Brown, or is yes. that... Murphy Brown is the descendant of these vampires. Okay. Just trying to keep my records straight. Edwin was sick, and they saw the rest of this family. They're all dying. Not Edwin. (laughs) Exactly. So the townsfolk were very worried about Edwin. Not so much the women, but they thought something was afoot. They thought one of the three women was a vampire. Ooh. Not a witch? Not a witch. Well, they were like, that's Massachusetts things. We'll take vampires. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's far more logical. I wish Pennsylvania had like uh, werewolves or something. Or mummies. Oh, can we do mummies? They had the Quakers. Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah they Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> witches. <laughs> Quakers. They quake so much they made like uh, oats. That's how they ground up the oats. Yeah. So all these town folk, they're all, they're like, something's killing this family. It's got to be a vampire. So what do you do when you think there's a vampire? You dig up the dead bodies. Oh, they're going to say you're going to call in Tom Cruise. Yes. Does he so have vampires? He no, he's mummies. in the he's in the vampire movie. No. Which one? The one called Top Gun. Mike just wants to talk about Top Gun. <laughs> I don't think is he in one? <laughs> he's Yeah, something of a vampire, the Diary of a Vampire or whatever. Interview of a Vampire? That Interview. Him? I don't yeah. know. I never saw it. I don't think that is. Keep talking. Anyway, I'm almost, this is a short fact. So the theory was that one of the deceased women was coming to life and draining the life out of the rest of the family. In 1892, a bunch of townsfolk snuck into the cemetery to dig up the bodies to find the vampire. When they found the mom and the uh, daughter Mary, they seemed to be fine. They were just dead and decomposing as you normally would decompose. But then they dug up Mercy, who had just died. She'd been buried for what? I have a, I'm being told to hold on. Breaking news. Uh, he was in Vampire Diary. Oh, he was in an interview with the vampire. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't have... We, we already clarified that. You, you didn't have to clarify it further. <laughs> I not believe you. Go ahead. I'm in the middle of my fact. 
Anyway, Mercy had just died. Mercy Brown. And she'd been buried two months prior. It was in the wintertime, so it was really cold and frozen. So her body didn't decompose quite as much as the townsfolk thought it should. Because she's a vampire. She's a vampire. So when they uh, they saw her fingernails and her, her hair and it looked like it kept growing, I think that was one yeah. of our prior facts. Yeah, that was a prior fact. Yeah. Um, and then they poked her a bunch with uh, shovels and blood came out. Oh. No. Oh. So, you know what that means. She's a vampire. She's a vampire. Yeah. So they they carved out her heart, put As it on a, a rock, and burned it to kill the vampire once and for all. Why didn't they drive a stake through it while she was in the ground? Well, this is even better, because they thought it through. They still need to figure out how to save Edwin. If killing the vampire wasn't enough, they took the ashes from the heart, and they mixed it in with his medicine to cure him of his consumption. But that and, would make him a vampire. And two months later... He died. So it did not work. But all this like hubbub about her being a vampire, like they all just accepted the idea that she was still a vampire. And for like from 1870 to like 1890, uh, they just had like vampire fever. They did it. I read a few other stories where they dug up. Uh, it seemed to be a lot of women's corpses. Yeah, I'm curious why there was a big popularity of vampires at that point in time. Was there like a book that came out? Like, uh... I was looking up the history of vampires in like literature, and there was um, there was one book written at like the eighteen, like early eighteen hundreds, but like Bram Stoker's Dracula is like eighteen ninety something. You know, like uh, after this would have taken place. Huh. It's very curious. Oh, and actually, what's fun about Bram Stoker's Dracula is that when he died, they were looking through his stuff, and they found newspaper clippings of Mercy Brown. Oh. So he must have used that as inspiration for his work, possibly. Yep. So this was actually a pretty well-known story then. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, you hear about the witch trials, because they were, you know, not even arguably worse. They were a lot worse, because they were killing alive people. Yeah. Um, this vampire thing was like hysteria about like we can't explain why these people are dying. Um, let's dig up these dead bodies and like desecrate them, which is like really sad. And now every year people visit Mer- Mercy Brown's uh, grave and they offer their condolences and you know leave her things because it kind of stinks to have your heart ripped out of your dead body and burned. She was like the original organ donor. <laughs> yes. Anyway, the name of my fact is Rhode Island sucks, but you got to write sucks in quotations so people don't think this is anti-Rhode Island talk. Well, is... I mean, you could it could have a double meaning, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, but then we'll get a whole bunch of hate mail from the state of Rhode Island. They're the capital of hate mail. <laughs> that's true. They have a big post office system there. <laughs> and that's my fact. All right, Pat. I, I, I'll just go up next because Alex is still writing. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't interrupt your fact for another uh, interview with a vampire fact. Yeah, I'm not going to bring up any more movies during this podcast because, God forbid, Alex has to Google it. Um, all right, yeah, I'm going to start this. my fact. You guys ready? Strap in? Nope. <laughs> all right. Have you guys uh, seen that old, beautiful photo of the dirigible attached to the very tippity-top of the Empire State Building? A what? what the hell is a dirigible? I I thought <laughs> I thought I might get that response. Uh, airship, like a zeppelin. Oh no! <laughs> like a gigantic cigar shaped. It's bi- It would be bigger than like the 
Um, Hindenburg? No, no, not bigger than Hindenburg. That's huge. Um, no, it, it would <laughs> yeah, be yeah. bigger than your... Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. It would be bigger than um, the, the Goodyear blimp. blimp or something okay. like that. Yeah. You, you, ha- you guys have not seen this photo before? I I'm going to say have. yes. It's it's kind of an iconic photo. It's like in a lot of uh, history books and that sort of thing. Uh, no, but yeah, it's like a black it. and white photo from the 1930s. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's pretty popular. Um, and the the airship was docked to the very top. And I guess there would be a picture of this. You land there and you could get off the gangplank onto the tower itself and then take a seven minute long elevator ride down to the bottom. That's That'd awesome. That'd be fun. Now it would be fun, um, but also really doesn't make a lot of sense, but we'll get to that in a second. In 1929, Alfred E. Smith, he led a group of investors that built the Empire State Building. Okay. And at the time when they built it, the Chrysler Building was larger, like a taller building. Yeah. And yeah, the Chrysler so, Building's huge. Yeah, Chrysler Building was huge at the time. Um, so what his idea was is like, let's go build the Empire State Building, 200 feet higher than the Chrysler Building. And his idea was to build this gigantic, uh, I guess they call it a, a mast, onto the top of the Empire State Building for the airships to dock. I think this is a great idea. I, don't, um, I can't wait to find out why it didn't work, but I think it should work. I think we should bring it back. Yeah. So that, that, that is why... In a nutshell, why the Empire State Building is the was the tallest building at the time, and a lot of people think that he came up with this whole idea because um, he didn't want to like at, like d- claim the tallest building in the in the world just based off of like a um, pointless like uh, metal rod sticking, you know? Yeah. And, so yeah. so I think basically what he did was he used this concept to get the tallest building in the world like oh. moniker yeah moniker exactly but i'll get I'll, I'll share with you real quick why this whole idea didn't work out okay good <laughs> good you guys are getting <laughs> impatient well i thought you were just gonna end it there and then we wouldn't know no you you'll know so first off the famous picture of the doc dirigible uh was a composite what it's it, fake it's faked yeah. Oh, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, so yeah. first off, the whole idea was fake. So they, they released it via, um, and I actually looked this up because I was trying to figure it out, via the international news photos. Okay. And I guess that was the way to, like, get, like, all these newspapers could get photos, like, throughout throughout America or, or the world. Um, maybe the Twitter of the time. I, I don't know. I found, I found the photo, and looking at the photo, it does look very fake. Yeah. It, it does actually, but I still I, think it's an awesome photo. I want a poster. Fake, I want a poster of it. Your birthday's coming up. Well, ha- have you guys seen uh, Sky Captain in the World Tomorrow? I think they actually um, recreated this concept in the movie in like one one of the scenes in, in that movie. I saw it when it came out and haven't seen it since. Yeah, not a lot of people saw it. Um, it was like one of the first um, all uh, CGI movies. Mm-hmm, I it was entirely that. shot on a green screen. I think it, it came out around. White. The... Yeah, it was black and white too. It was kind of a unique concept at the time. But it was, seems like they were trying to do like an old timey movie and on. I didn't care for it. Yeah, 
I liked it just because I liked the whole like um, concept of of the you know the airplanes and the old school fighter pilots and all that stuff. But that's just me. Kind of um, like Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like Top Top Gun. Secondly, the reason why this wouldn't work is because airships are gigantic and they usually take a lot of grounds people to like hold it down uh, so that way people can safely get off and on it. Um, so yeah, they're, they're really difficult in perfect weather to like, um, keep stable, keep stable. Exactly. Let alone what? Like 500 feet in the air (laughs) where where it's like 40, 50 mile an hour winds. Yeah. It's not practical at all. Uh, thirdly, the Germans at the time dominated the industry and they said it wouldn't be practical at all. So Dr. Hugo Eckner, he was a Zeppelin commander and the world's foremost expert in the in the whole Zeppelin concept. He said it, it just wasn't a good idea, period. Whoa. Had they ever heard of American exceptionalism? No, they haven't. And, uh, uh, yeah. I think the Germans at this time were having a lot of bad ideas that they should have focused on. <laughs> Mind their own damn business. <laughs> exactly. Mind your <laughs> damn business, Hugo Eckner. Um by 1931, this plan still wasn't like off the ground, so it still wasn't working out. And that December, the U.S. Navy airship J-4 flew around the top of the Empire State Building like three or four times, and it just get that, wasn't would, able to like connect up at all. It was just... He, he was trying to get that giant ape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so it was trying to dock, and it just kept missing. It just kept missing. Couldn't, couldn't dock That's up. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so then another airship later on was able to partially dock for three minutes, uh, but it was as long as I can dock. <laughs> it's, it's all as long as it could dock. And then it just kind of had to had to pull away. Um, <laughs> it was 40 miles an hour winds. Obviously, that's just not ideal for the situation. And finally, the Goodyear blimp Columbia lowered a, a delivery of newspapers down a 100 a foot wire to the top of the Empire State Building. Okay. And delivered them. And, okay, that, that seems like a cool idea, but they weren't ever able to make that connection again, and they just decided to give up entirely on the concept. So that was the last recorded effort to accomplish this. So Did, it, but, did elevators not go up back in the day? <laughs> they only went down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many of these newspapers to the top of the Empire State <laughs> Building? Let's just drop them on top. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was just a publicity stunt, to be honest. Um, but the whole thing was a publicity stunt. So the whole thing was like just just an effort to get the tallest building in the world. It, I don't think Alfred E. Smith ever thought that this would actually work. I think he was just using this as a way to get the, the, the tallest building. Yeah, I don't and believe he succeeded. Him. And he succeeded, and people stopped writing news stories about it because... You know, they realized it wouldn't work, and who cares? He got the tallest building moniker, and it was the tallest building for a long time, I believe. Yeah, until the Sears Tower came along. So, yeah, that's my fact. Buildings. And and who be what? I said I've been in both of those buildings. Oh, yeah, the Sears Tower. Yeah, the Big Willis Tower, I think it's called now. Yeah, I was gonna say why. It, it, there's no way it's still called the Sears Tower because Sears has been a defunct company for a little bit now. It was Willis. I don't know if they changed it since. So what's your what's your fact called? Uh, my fact is called the docking zone. <laughs> now Not my... the dibbler on the. <laughs> what was it? The, what's the word? 
Dibbler? What did you say at the beginning of the fact? Dirgible. Dirgible, yeah. Make that the title so no one will vote for it. You can't have Mike win two weeks in a row. All right. Now, who, uh, who goes next? Alex, you're fi- Alex, you're the final one up. Yeah. You ready to rock it and sock it? Can I leave? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to full go my fact for tonight if we can end the podcast early. <laughs> um, no, me and Mike were supposed to hang out this weekend. We were going to go to our local water park, Coney Island. They were trying to break the world record for most people down a slide in 24 hours. And it got canceled at like 10 a.m. when they were having problems with, I guess, people fighting and overcrowded and all. So I they think, canceled it. I think somebody brought a pit bull to the pool. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's the same it. lady. The lady's like, well, this is your fault. You shouldn't have rung a water slide to the pit bull pool. <laughs> the pit so pool. <laughs> <laughs> so it got me thinking about some of the world's most famous records keepers the Guinness Book of World Records and how did this record book get started was it is it Guinness like the the beer Guinness yeah I believe so Wait, this, like listen be- to the fact and find out <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> can, can we just guess oh. the fact <laughs> yeah we did we did let's just pop a couple Guinness and listen to this fact I do like Guinness um so in 1951, Sir Hugh Beaver. Huge Beaver? <laughs> Hugh Beaver. I laughed. Hugh G. Beaver. <laughs> he was on a hunting trip with his buds, and they got in an argument, like, talking about what is the fastest game bird in England. Oh, uh, I've, I've been in that fight before. Yeah, in an argument with him. I had the argument yesterday. <laughs> And Sir Beaver just happened to be the managing director of Guinness Brewery. So, a couple <laughs> years later, a couple years later, 1940, 1954, you remember that argument that him and his buddies had about which they thought was the fastest game bird. He's like, you know what? Someone wants to compile all these records and put them in a book. And they, so that's what they did. He hired Norris and Ross Mick, McRider, Ryder. I said the last name. <laughs> it wouldn't they be were, the fact off without yeah. Alex mispronouncing a name. These guys would have loved this podcast. They were owner of facts and, and a statistic company for like newspapers. So if newspapers needed fact or statistics, they were the ones that would fact check everything. So this, this is what the bread and butter were. Now own Snopes.com now? Yep. <laughs> they spent 13 and a half Weeks working ninety hour days, uh, ninety hour weeks. <laughs> like that's days impossible, sir. I'm challenging you. And they, uh, and they put together the book. And originally, it was going to be like a free book for Britain pubs, so they could have it. So when people got in arguments about if Tom Cruise was in a vampire movie or not, they could easily settle these arguments. But it was so popular, they decided to sell it. And that's how the Guinness Book of World Records was made. Who did Do they sell it have to? like a new edition like every year? Or is it? Yeah, every year they still have a new edition. They've sold a bunch of copies. Doing fit, they have uh, like fifteen countries that they operate in. They have people check these records. You want to know the criteria of becoming a Guinness World Record? You have to do something that no one else has ever done. No. 
Well, yeah, no. <laughs> so that you have to hit, hit each one of these criteria. It has to be something measurable. It can't just be like, this is the most handsome person in the world. You know, it has to be something like, I stacked 90 eggs on top of each other, which I did once. No, no one was watching. It has to be breakable. Or the most so handsome ha- man in the world stacked Wait, 90 eggs on top of each other. it has to be breakable? Yep, like, so it has to be somebody eggs? should be... Somebody has to be able to break it. Yeah, it has to be like a, a somebody can beat your your uh, yeah record. <laughs> has to, has he's a very he's confused by this. What do you mean? Like it has like it it could be a hard record to break, but it just has to be something that feasibly someone could break. Okay, so it's not like the most Maloney's born in this house or something. Because yeah, then you'd have to be named Maloney. <laughs> you'd have to have live in that house. Um, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. think of like something stupid. But continue. It has to be standardizable. Like, so it has to have like a standard that you can do it. So like, uh, as many 12 inch pizzas. Yeah. Eat eat uh as many 12 inch pizzas as you can. You have or? to have like, yeah, but like your left hand, like it has to have rules and like there's a standard that it's not just like willy nilly. Like, you, Cause you could say you, I ate a hundred hot dogs, but you could do like m- m- small little mini hot dogs, like the size of yeah. a fingernail. It's a lot of rules. Well, that's why they take this seriously. Yeah. It's very serious. Yeah. It's in bar rooms everywhere. How, how did yeah. they go from just random facts to records? They've always been records. That's what somebody I saw they tweeted out today. Somebody was like, you guys used to just be like random facts. But they're like, we always had like random like most uh, barrel jumps on ice was in the original copy of the Guinness Book of World Records. It was all random stuff before. But they do uh, like, have facts in there as well? or Yeah, like they have like. I guess they're all facts. Yeah, they have van- like your standard like this, that, and the tallest animals, the draft, and like they'll have stuff like that. <gasps> Wait a also- minute. Is this where you're getting all your facts from? Yeah. It has to be based on one variable. I don't really understand that. I think it has to have like one. So can't you can't add in a bunch of dish different like uh, things. It has to be this temperature. It has to be yeah. um, all ladies. It has to be yeah. Um, yeah, in mud. And like to become <laughs> it has to like be all ladies in mud. What the hell are you thinking about here, Mike? <laughs> <I don't. laughs> I missed that part. It has to be a certain temperature with all ladies in mud. You know, ever since that dog bit your penis, <laughs> yeah. you've been extra horny. You've been turning into a real dog, Mike. Um, and then Mike's finally, dying. like you have, it has to be like the best in the world. This is a lot for like new records. Can't just be like, well, I'm the I stood on my uh, chair for ten minutes. Like it has to be like the best in the world at something to become yeah. like a record. But you have to meet all these criteria, and then they have rules like animals can't be hurt in any records. That you can't good, like, no alcohol like chugging and things like that. Um, like the food challenges, all about like I ate this many in like a fast time, not about like quantity. Like, uh, yeah. like huge amounts of food. Yeah. And like kind of make it safe and all. But, yep, that's my fact. Our friend, what was uh, fact? Drew, our friend Drew actually tried to break one of those records. They ain't doing what? Um, you know, the, uh, Penny, uh, Horse and Myers? 
Yeah. He was trying to break the record of how long he, he could ride on that horse. Um, they ended up kicking him out of the mire. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Correct. <Yeah. laughs> I think I remember that story. How did they go for it? I feel like that's something you have to clear ahead of time. He claimed he did, and that's why he's so uh, sour at Meyer, because he they eventually kicked him out. I, I'm guessing he probably made some sort of scene there. Why wouldn't you want your place to have a record, though? Yeah, but there's probably kids who wanted to ride on the yeah the horse, and I bet you kids complained or parents complained, because that's like something for kids, really. <laughs> no kid is like, I want to go on that thing. That was one of my favorite things to do when I was a kid. When I went to, with my grandparents to Myers up in Michigan, I would ride on the penny horse. This explains so much about you. I took my kids to like the mall and they had the little car. You used to like the little cars and you go back and forth. I remember the day I was too fat to ride one. <laughs> I sat in it and it, it didn't work. And then it, I got off and it was it started moving. <laughs> and I tried to sit at it again. It didn't work. And apparently there was like a weight limit. So... <laughs> Oh, I see. So you have some sort of vendetta against these. Not some sort of. I have a vendetta. <laughs> okay. He was 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> my name, name of my fact is the book that holds all the records. Not covered in human skin, I hope. No. I'm sure they probably have like the record for the oldest book covered in human skin. They should. Yeah. And that's the fact off, everyone. Did right. I do it? Did I become the host? <laughs> if really, anybody could become the host at this point. Alex is too busy Googling. Googling <laughs> He's over there reading. Sorry. No. Are you are you like reading a book over there? Uh, but there you have it. Our facts for the week is Rhode Island sucks, in quotation marks. Uh, the docking zone, which I think is a porno. Uh, <laughs> Mike is so horny this week. <laughs> I know. And... Book that holds all the records. So there you have it. Go to factoffpodcast.com and vote for which one you think is the best. Um, so, well, there's an issue with uh, podcasts being uploaded to Google. So if you usually listen to go- us on Google Podcasts, there's been some issues. It looks like they're a little bit behind. And if you listen to us on Spotify, there's a new link that you have to go to. Mike will put in the show notes. I don't know if you're listening on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Mike told me to post uh, say this, so I'm saying it. Um, If you're listening to this, you made it. Congrats, you're here. Thank you. Tell your friends. Um, But yeah, check us out at FactOffPodcast.com. You can always listen there, or and vote. Most importantly, vote. Even don't don't even listen. Let's vote. Um, And check us out on all the socials: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pets. Off for the summer, so he's going to be posting more. I'm going to keep saying every week. I haven't posted until he in does. like three weeks. And rumor uh, is we're going to be starting a TikTok here soon. We might as well. Ooh. We got to do something. Yeah. The TikTok of me. The TikTok. I am. You need to go to bed, sir. That's true. Um, there you have it. That's the fact off. Have a great night or day. <laughs>